Is it automatically recording? I pressed it, like, as soon as I got in here. <laughs> Listen, bitch, you were on top of it. My plants are growing. I planted more. But can I just say, still on TikTok, like a fucking boomer. Wait, Kendall, do you have TikTok? I don't. One of my girlfriends, like, is always telling me I need it. And I just, like, can't bring myself to do it. You need it. You need it. It's a really great time waster. If you're trying to be productive, download it because you won't be. Perfect. I need more of that in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm just uh, still on TikTok watching people do some dumb shit. Um, I've fallen down the hole of, like, lesbians. So, like, I've liked lesbian videos, and now my whole follow for you page or whatever is just a bunch of lesbians. So. I'm not mad about that. No, I'm not tag- mad. <laughs> I was going to tag you in one video a few days ago questioning my sexuality because I was very attracted to this girl. I mean, she looked like a boy. But I mean, yeah. I was very attracted to her, and I was like, I need to tag Ariana in this. What's wrong with me? I mean, I literally followed one of the lesbians on Instagram, so I'm, <laughs> like, taking a step forward in the opposite direction. Wait, it's not um, an underage lesbian, is it? No, this one's aged, okay. so it's fine. Yeah, because there's a lot of children on there. I'm just like, yeah. oh, God. See, that's <laughs> my, like, biggest problem is I feel like I've watched too many YouTube videos about, like, pedophiles on TikTok. I'm like... <laughs> Like us. You're, you're a 32-year-old lady. Like, what are you doing? Don't get TikTok. But... Oh, my God. That's definitely me. I am the 32-year-old lady that's going to go to jail. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, 50-year-old women on there. But they have the weird videos where it's, like, at the weirdest angle above their face and yeah. too much makeup. And they're, like, lip-syncing, but the lip, the words don't match up. <laughs> yeah, they're using their, like, Blackberry to film it. And you're like, oh, no. <gasps> I'm gonna get on TikTok and I'm gonna be that lady, but like to a 16 year old. I'd be like, I watched this girl. She's just not it. But I mean, I don't post videos. I'm like that creeper that just likes all the videos and tags Caroline and everything. Okay. Um, I post videos because I'm fucking famous. Oh yeah, Caroline's actually TikTok famous. She has what the kids call clout. So. <laughs> What the kids call clout. I mean, I only have like, I think 10,000 followers. That's a lot. And I mean, really, it's not though, because this girl <laughs> named Charlie. Fuck her. Hold on. I got to put my headphones on. Okay. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Cool, cool. Can't hear you. Hold on. To go. I just wanted to put my headphones on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Continue with your um, TikTok famousness. Oh, um, yeah, Charlie, that's right, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, Charlie. She has, like, millions of view, like, followers, and she's 15. I mean, so 10K is not anything. Yeah, and she does the same dance moves over and over again, and I'm totally fucking hating on her right now. It's so stupid. I want to support her because, you know, like, feminism and, you know, whatever, and she's a baby, 
but I can't yeah. because she's not. Okay. Well, she's she also super dance. rich. She's super rich too, so she does not need my support. I feel like I have a problem with that a little bit. Like at some point, like when you're making tons of money, like as a child, like are your parents getting that? And then are they like basically your? Oh, I just like so can't. true. They're like feeding you and putting a roof over your head, but like also taking a cut of your TikTok money. Whoa! I did not even think of that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't either because think about these YouTubers, these YouTube kids yeah. that make like their their toy review. Like there's this oh, one kid, Ryan's, to- Ryan's toy review. Yes. Like and his parents just bought a brand new house. Is that mm. YouTube money? Is that dirty money? <gasps> oh my god. I feel like a lot of times like the right thing to do is like to put it into some type of like trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, they get money at certain like checkpoints in their life, like when they graduate college or when they get married or like something. Just like I don't know. I don't know. If I agree. Right. But kids are expensive, and I'm not a parent, so like I shouldn't say. But <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> we know nothing about children. Well, Ariana, you do, but I mean, you can account for how expensive they are. My child doesn't do anything, so I, I don't know. Can't really. Can't Hop relate. on that board either. Can't relate. Honestly, um, though, now that we're talking about it, if I could just like have a kid and they make enough money for me to just like pay off my student loans, like maybe. Oh yes. Yeah, That's like maybe just pay true. off your stuff and then be like, uh, the extra can go to you. Yeah. <laughs> but mommy made you, so mommy comes first. That's right. <laughs> Mommy's that my the boss. New student loan plan. <laughs> <laughs> Do payoff strategy? First, have child. Second, make YouTube videos. Fuck the avalanche method. (laughs) Go into a little bit more debt. Star. Have a little Um, bit of debt to have baby, then make baby famous. I'm here for it. Kendall, how was your week? Um, so far so good. Um, I actually went to dentist like a couple hours ago and was like how is it that I'm like getting a filling and then like in two hours gonna like do this so, <laughs> like, that's just like my life like I could not be worse at planning like anything um, oh, yeah. so, it's fine time management not a strong skill of yours <laughs> no not at, not at all um, that's okay but, because you're really good at other things like, I can get a filling and be on a podcast in the same day. It's, <laughs> it's fine. I mean, maybe that is good time management because look at you just doing stuff. Here I am. Knocking them out, getting it done. So Shout out uh, to Tylenol with codeine, though. <laughs> Shout out to Tylenol. Today's Thank sponsor. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so is that your week? That's basically it. You got a filling and you're on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, killing it. Pretty much it. I feel like work right now is like really slowed down. We have like a kind of like team outing tomorrow, so probably gonna like roll up late. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Pat and leave. Like probably will also take PTO on Friday. So oh hell yeah, that's a nice. good week. Two day work week. Also didn't go to work today, so I Come saw on. your post on Instagram that you like were doing out doing stuff with your boyfriend. Yeah, we just, like, had a little co-working date. I 
I just, uh, yeah, so I, I had this dentist appointment, and of course it's like right in the middle of the day, and then you show up, and they're like, yeah, we're like two hours behind schedule. I'm like, oh, it's fine. I don't have anything to do. Like, yeah, work. <laughs> um, <laughs> so nothing. So, so nothing. Yeah, I don't have anything to do. So um, my boyfriend works remotely most of the time, so we had a little co-working day. It was fun. I love it. I wish I could do that with my husband, but no. No. I would not choose that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Love you, Gordon. Although you don't listen to the podcast. Okay, so it's fine. Our super supportive husbands. Yeah. Listen, I made an iTunes account today to leave us a review. And you know how long that took me? Probably 45 fucking minutes. Because for the first 30 minutes, I couldn't figure out how to leave one on Google Podcasts. So then, yeah. So, like, he, like, knows about Band in a Budget, but he doesn't really, like... I'm like, do you don't need to read my shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know what goes on in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. He has like, a personal account though, so he's not on. Like, he only has an account for his band. So I'm like, you don't, don't follow me. <laughs> I guess that makes sense then, because it's kind of like, mm, mind your business. I don't follow him either, though, so. Well, I mean, hey, that works. My husband doesn't even have social media. He, if you Google him, you can't even find him. Oh. He could commit the perfect murder. See, I feel like my, like, actual real name is, like, too specific. Like, 100% you're finding me. If you know my first and last name, like, you can find all of my stuff. Yeah, same. Mine's very specific. Yours is really. And like, I made my maiden name to my middle name. So it's like, literally, I'm the only person on the planet with this name. So that's cool. Yeah. I was wondering if you had done, if you did that or if you just had it on your social media. No, I like, I, like, that's my legal ass name. I'm not like one of those bitches that just like moves it sideways just because, like, yeah, it's my God given new name. I just heard Rich yell from the other room and I'm not sure why. Oh my God. I hope Piper's okay. She's probably fine. I, I'm a headphones on, so I'm out of office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at work right now. Um, I just want to say, and I hope Gordon listens to this episode, <laughs> I requested to be his friend through our podcast account, and he accepted, but did not follow back. <laughs> so, I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> That's you know who my man. Gonna y'all. listen to this though, my mother. She will a hundred percent. So my mom follows my debt-free account. So I don't have a. I haven't had a personal Instagram in like two plus years. Um, and then I got this debt-free account. So my mom follows, but I like told her like after a while, like after I had like a decent amount of followers, and I was like, I'm gonna tell you about this thing, and you can follow it. But you are not to like anything. You are not to comment on anything. And now she's like full on like Chris Jenner. Like she'll ta- she'll like text me and she'll be like, "So I was thinking of a new post idea." Yes, like, oh, Mama. <laughs> yes, I love it. Hey, Sharon. Sharon, 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 the momager. I haven't even told my mom that we have a podcast. So oh, Sharon, she if you'd like it. to fill in my shoes for a momager uh, did I not tell you that Mel followed us when did she follow us so she added me on Facebook wow she, okay or I added her I can't remember uh-huh. her. when did all <laughs> this then, happen 
like this past week. Do you guys Your not talk? Tell- yeah, we talk like every day. She didn't even tell me that she knew I was doing this. Well, she oh was low-key going to follow us and like bring it up to you in probably a passive-aggressive way. <laughs> Probably. Like, see, I, I, I saw that you have a new podcast, and I had to find out through your co-host. <laughs> Do you Honestly, even love me? If your mom isn't passive-aggressive towards you, though, like, does she even love you? Like, Is her name even Elizabeth? Facts. Is that Melanie? Sharon, hello? Um. So, yeah, Melanie is now wild and woke. How lit. Okay, I'll have to text her later and be like, um, surprise. Leave us a review. Yeah, Melanie, you have an iTunes account already. I set it up. (laughs) And then my mom and my dad both listened to it. And my dad was like, you cuss a lot. (laughs) Listen, dad. And my mom was like, the youth. (laughs) My mom was like, you guys are really funny and you just giggle so much. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're having fun, okay? We're almost 30. This is fun. Fun. This is what we do for fun. Um, okay, so we've done our little introductions. Kendall, do you want to kind of talk about what your why you started your Instagram account and you know tell us about yourself? Um, so uh, I am Kendall, or on Instagram, Bay on a budget. Um, so I run an account uh, that's dedicated mostly to my own personal finance journey, but essentially is a whole Instagram account dedicated to personal finance, specifically geared towards women. Um, I started my account in um, July of this year, so July 2019. Um, but basically, um, I majored in English, then went to law school. <clears throat> Um, didn't have any student loan debt from undergrad or credit card debt. I bought my car in cash. So I thought I was kind of doing fine. Right. Um, I just kind of lived with the idea that student debt was like good debt, just made auto payments and kind of forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which like, I think a lot of people do, um, especially when you have, like a shit yeah. student loan debt and like people do tell you, they're like, well, it's good debt. And I was like, yeah, I own my car. I don't have credit card debt. Like I'm doing fine. And then one day I was on YouTube, which, like, I don't have TikTok, but I'm obsessed with YouTube. Same. Yeah. Ever. I love that you can just go on and literally post, like, whatever the fuck you want. Like, I just, yeah. I love that. So, anyways, I'm on YouTube for probably, like, hours. And somehow the algorithm brought me to Asia Dang. Do y'all know Asia Dang? No. no. Sounds like a porn star. Yeah, for real. Okay, well, she is, like... I know you're going through like a lesbian phase now, potentially. Like, okay, wow. Should... I just, yes. I just, I just looked her up. Her profile picture is looking hella fine. She's, yes. she's stunning. But she's a YouTuber, and she had like a bunch of YouTubes that were like, I don't know, fucking like skincare routines and like whatever. So I'm like watching her, and then all of a sudden I come across one of her videos, and it was like, I have two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt, and I was like do I want to watch this video? And I did. And I, I just like lost my fucking mind. Like I lost my whole goddamn mind. I was like, like that video just like totally triggered me. I, like I said, I went to law school. Law school is insanely expensive. Like I truly do not recommend it to anyone unless (laughs) you are like, seriously, unless you are like 10,000% sure, like that's what you want to do. Like it's too expensive. Um, and I just, I did, like, I lost my mind. I was like, so, so, so overwhelmed. 
by like how much debt I had. My starting debt was two hundred and thirty-eight thousand dollars just from oh my god. School. And like I said, I, that yeah, that wasn't a car. I had no credit card debt, and I don't have any student loan debt from undergrad. Like law school's fucking expensive. Holy shit. Um, and you so, finished? Like you graduated? Yeah, I graduated. Oh um, which people always like, oh, did you not finish? I'm like, no, I fucking finished. Like I have a degree. Oh um, <laughs> but so I just like. I thought, like, it was just terrible. So I started Googling, like, crazy, as one does. Um, I ended up on Reddit, which honestly, like, do not recommend. Like, people were so terrible and so mean. Oh, my God. Reddit? Like, people are such asshats on there because they They can hide behind the – like, you can literally hide behind the internet for real on there. People are such dickheads. Yeah, it was was horrible. So I kept, like, I don't know, just, like, poking around the internet and, like, finally, like, found the debt-free community. Um and started to feel like some relief and like I could do this so my first month of like my debt-free journey I wasn't on um Instagram yet I paid off like $22,000 in one month like I went fucking nuts what Um, that's amazing and I I, like when I it was like it was just out of control like I just was like I I need to like do something about this so I didn't have an account for like two months and then which I think a lot of people do. Like I always see people like who come into the debt-free community and they're like, okay, I've been like a lurker for a while. So like, that was me. So in July, I started being on a budget. Um, I told my boyfriend like a month before that, like exactly how much student loan debt I had. Cause I was just like, fuck it. Like this is this number, <laughs> like either you deal with it or you don't. Um, how, wait, sorry. How long had you guys been together when you told him about your debt? Think he knew that I had student loan debt, and I yeah. would like always just come in, like, I'm gonna pay this forever. I think I told him in May or June, and we had been together for like maybe a year and a half, oh. um, which I guess is a significant amount of time, but also maybe not that much. It was before we were living together, and I just was like, I am like, I need to like tell him this, and I like left work one day because I was like so anxious about it and I like drove to his house and I was like I'm gonna tell you this like I have this much student loan debt this is how much I paid off like this is my plan like this is when I should be debt free this is how much money I paid for a month like what do you think what did he say wow he was um he was totally fine like so supportive I like cried it was like very emotional but he's great he's been like super supportive of like just like this is something I want to do and like a goal I have and it was fine but like built up in my head I was like fuck this could be really bad now does he have debt no actually he I think he has he brought a truck a couple months ago and I think he financed maybe like five or ten thousand dollars but his interest rate is like so low it's like ten dollars a month but he'll be done with that like soon but like compared to me like he doesn't have any any student loan debt, no credit card debt, nothing like that. So, like, very different in terms of, like, uh, what we have going on debt-wise. Yeah. Also, he just obviously really likes you because that's a shit ton of debt. Yeah, for real. <laughs> because I feel like nowadays people don't – like, when people get together and start dating, I don't think that debt is, like, a factor in <laughs> someone's relationship until you get older and you're, like, more responsible and you figure out that – money's a thing and 
in a way, like it kind of does control your life, you know, depending on your situation. And like a lot of people don't understand you can marry into debt and it can be a bad time. Like you're not just marrying that person. Like, yeah, you're going to get the crazy mother-in-law, but you're also going to take on a huge financial (laughs) burden. Yeah. I'm, I think that was like why I felt like I needed to tell him. And like, I have like, I've done polls um, about this before, about like telling their partner. And I cannot believe how many people straight up were like, no, like I have a secret wow. credit card and all this stuff. <gasps> oh my God. I Damn, that's like cheating. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, to be fair, I think like some of it was the fact that like one, it's student loan debt. And he's like, you took this out to like, you know, better your, your life and, and your like career obligations too. Um, I also like had a plan in place, like for paying it off. Like I've been paying it off super aggressively. I also make more money than him. So, oh, okay. Well, there you go, girl. True, true. Girl, get it. Girl, get it. Um, but I think, Mm I think that's that's important though, right? Like if you're going to tell someone like you better have a plan. And I think that's like part of the reason why he was like, okay, like you're going to be done with this in a couple of years and it's whatever. And, and I can still pay for, you know. Yeah. Everything I need and want to do. So I am the exact opposite of you. I ha- hid my debt from Rich just because I was like half ashamed and half mm-hmm. n- nervous to tell him. And I mean, I didn't have a lot. I think my student loan debt was only like six thousand dollars, <laughs> which I, it's because I went to a technical college. <laughs> I didn't go to law school. <laughs> um. And then I had, you know, like credit card debt from when I was younger and I was so nervous to tell him I was, I would only tell him like one debt at a time mm-hmm. and it just, it really like snowballed and eventually I just came out with it and I was like, this is the debt I have, you know, I don't have a plan, <laughs> you know, what can we do about it? And I mean, I knew then that he really cared about me cause he was like, okay, well, we're going to pay them off one by one, you know, I'm going to help you pay them. So I was the exact opposite end of the spectrum. I was super nervous, but I'm glad that I did it because we went into our marriage debt-free. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. I think it's also just about, like, having the conversations, right? Like, for me, I think, like, we have a stronger connection because, like, we do talk about money. And I think financial intimacy is, like, a real thing, right? Yeah, it is. There's so many different ways to be intimate with someone. And I think, like, talking about money is super important. Yeah, because for me, like, I was hashtag blessed. My grandma, like, paid for my school 100%. So, like, I never had the student loan debt, you know? Like, I'd, like, thank God that was the best thing that she's ever done. Like, she did Florida prepaid for me. And then she helped pay for, like, my books and all the bullshit of getting through nursing school. So I never had to, like, deal with that aspect. But Gordon and I have been together for, like, almost 10 years or whatever, and we've been married for like, uh, I don't know, our anniversary is coming up for like four or five. Not sure. Sorry, Gordon. Um, but we just recently this year joined bank accounts. And because I was separate, I was like at Bank of America and he was at Chase and everything was always separate. And like I would just like pay him monthly for like half the bills. Mm-hmm. He would just give me a number and I'd pay him. And it worked out. But at the same time, when you try to save money separately, it was not working out because it's like I would get Starbucks and I'd be like, okay, well, I got Starbucks and he would like go to Taco Bell or something and you don't really know where your money is going. So like we made that decision this year to actually like join 
financially. And it's been like a game changer because you're right. It is more intimate because it's not just like your money or his money. It's officially like our money. And like, I only have one account separate, which is just like my bank account through bank of America, which is just there just in case. But like, other than that, it's, and it's only a thousand dollars. It's not like I'm keeping, you know, yeah. a shit ton of money separate or anything like that. But yeah, like financial intimacy is for sure a thing. I think it is. I think it's made Rich and I's relationship 100% stronger. I mean, we don't fight. We used to fight about money. That was the, of course, everybody, that's the one thing you fight about. And it was a constant, like, bickering. And now we don't do that. We're in the same situation. We have a joint bank account. I do have my own. But, I mean, it's not anything crazy. It's just, you know, for, like, this podcast or whatever. But it's it's made us so much stronger. So I completely agree. So with, like, your... So, okay, so Dave, everybody knows about Dave, Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And I guess for me, at least, when you start, when I start looking at finances and all that shit, it's like he's the one that always pops up. Yeah. And he, it's like always all of his shit. And you can spend money, which I think is ironic to learn how to save Same. money. <laughs> he had a black Friday so weird. Sale, and I was like, why though? What? <laughs> Yeah, I he, did. That was he had a Black Friday sale, and I was like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, no. because like a lot of people that um, when you do start researching, they follow his rules, and I mean, you don't even have to pay for it because basically everyone tells you what to do. It's you follow these steps, and then you save money or whatever. Um, but what do you, what do you think about him and his rules or his guidelines? Yeah, so I actually did um, a post like this, like, way earlier, like, towards when I started my account, and, like, at the time, it was, like, I think it was, like, the Dave Ramsey rules I don't follow, and Mm -hmm. I thought people were gonna, like, lose their minds, because people, like, literally worship the ground that Dave Ramsey walks on. Yeah. People, like, reacted, like, it was, like, one of my most popular posts I've ever had, and essentially, like, I guess the way I think about it is, like, I guess it's not like that much different than like being Catholic and like believing in like the message of Catholicism, but like not living by the Bible, right? Oh, like, so like me. I'm, okay, yeah. Check. I'm here. <laughs> Got <laughs> like, it. I'm yeah. here for like Dave Ramsey's message. Like I totally agree. Like you should get out of debt. Like debt will keep you from building wealth. Like I, I'm totally here for that. But like I don't agree with like really like any of his methods. Um, first and foremost, like the the biggest thing, and I talk about some of my page a lot, is, like, I don't use the snowball method. Like, I'm not about it. It's, like, mathematically, like, not as sound. It, like, I, I just, I don't agree with it. I also think it's, like, very weird. I shouldn't say I don't agree with it. That sounds too stern, but, like. what What is his snowball yeah. method yeah. for so, people I don't know? So there's, like, two primary, like, debt payoff methods, right? So the one that Dave Ramsey suggests is the snowball method where you essentially line up all of your debts in order from like smallest balance to highest balance and you pay them off that way. The avalanche method is the same like principle, but you start with the highest interest rate and work your way from like to the lowest interest rate. So like the thing that's so crazy is like I'm using the avalanche method and if I make the same payment, like I make the same payment every month for like my allotted amount of time, I will pay $4,000 less and become debt-free two months sooner. 
wow. using the same amount of money. So wow. like, yeah, it's crazy. And like, that's one thing I like tell people, like, I don't really care what people do, whatever works for them. But the thing that I think is so crazy is people just like take this. They're like, oh, that's the method. And it's like, no, run your own numbers. Like, yeah, because see if there's a difference. And like, for me, I did. And I was like, well, shit, I'm not doing that. Because like what I, from my understanding is like the reason why Dave Ramsey said not to do it that way to pay off. It wasn't like the lowest one first or something. It's like, oh, so you get in that mindset of you can do it and it keeps you motivated. Well, for me, the money is the motive. And if I'm running the numbers and the avalanche method works better, why would he not even have that as an option? You know what I mean? Well, it's so crazy too, because like he'll have people on the podcast, like he had this um, guy who has, and this like gives me a heart attack to even talk about. He has a million, like, close to a million dollars in student loan debt. And he was like, talking, yeah, he was talking about, like, the interest. Like, at that point, you're accumulating, like, probably, like, $5,000 worth of interest a month. Yeah, you're fucked. And he was like, no, like, just no. And I was like, no. like, don't just tell him no. Like, maybe he should look into that. Like, at that point, like, the interest does really matter. But I think the thing that's so funny to me is, like, Dave Ramsey is such a hard ass. He's like, paying off your debt is about changing your habits and doing the hard thing. And like, it's not about feeling good and like all these things, but then like the method that he pushes is like the feel good method. And I'm just like, yeah. if it's about like truly changing, shouldn't you do the thing that's like going to get you there faster? And I, again, I don't want to shit on anyone. It works for plenty of people, but like, I'm not here for it. Also like stop telling people not to contribute to their retirement. Like, I think that's ridiculous. It I is ridiculous. I'm not here for that at all. Like, especially people that are paying off, like, the kind of student loan debt I am and the kind of debt I am. Like, I'm not going to not contribute for four or five years. Like, that's just insane to me. Honestly, yeah, I think that's one of my biggest mistakes, too, is when I started my job, my first grown-up job, you know, you sign up for your benefits or whatever, and then you pay into this retirement through your company. And like my company matches, you know, whatever. Well, I've been working there now. This will be going on three years. And literally two months ago, I finally like looked into like my retirement and how much was actually going towards it. And it was a joke. So because Gordon, he's always like, you know, you need to contribute because like the more you put into it, it'll build on itself. You know, if you can donate, he's like, basically. So what I did is I'm donating the max amount, the 19,000 every year for at least five years. And then I can like back off a little bit because then he's like, by then it'll just start building on itself because money makes money. So basically that's what we're doing. Like, I just don't, he tells yeah. people calling to his show and are like, well, what if I get a match? And he's like, no. And I'm like, dude, that's free money. God, yeah. Cause that why? was my thing. Yeah. Cause that was my thing. I was like, I'm so stupid, but like now I'm aggressively putting money into it. Like it takes, a, so it takes, I basically put it up to 25%. So it's going to take 25% of my paycheck and I have the option of working extra days and making like time and a half, like real good money but my paychecks are shit like what I'm actually taking home like I pulled up my paychecks like it's a fucking joke I to max out your 401k so yeah like I had 800 I had like a thousand six hundred dollars go towards my retirement and then I only made like six hundred dollars on top of like all the other shit that comes out of my paycheck but it's like still my money yeah but like I need to have a retirement like I don't want to work forever Wow. Well, I I do not have a 401k. I'm 
uh, Rich does. He has a really great one. He maxes his out, and we're working on trying to get uh, open a Roth IRA. Yeah, I have a Roth IRA too. Babe. Yeah, I love it. Um, so I again, I'm on the opposite spectrum. We really we live off of what I make, and then basically everything that he makes goes into savings accounts or you know IRA accounts so okay so like one income for the present one income for the future right exactly because we do because he is maxing it out and we basically have a savings rate of like 40 percent we we would be able to potentially quote-unquote retire early which means he could step down from this position where he is banking this money to do something that he you know actually enjoys or he can do part-time that's, awesome. that, that's yeah. really cool. So what is your advice, I guess? Because like our like, so we don't have any car payments. We have a kid. So that's a fucking money sucker right there. But technically, I guess it's not really a debt because she hasn't done anything yet. But um, so our biggest payment right now is our house. Mm-hmm. And we refinanced in order to get our payment down to 10 years. So basically, technically, if we just follow the regular payments, it'd be 10 years we paid off. Well, we're trying to do double payments every month to get it paid off in five years. Is that like, is, is this how this works? Like, is this what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing? <laughs> Am I doing, are we doing, are we doing the right thing? <laughs> Help. 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 Um, I don't have a mortgage, so I'm not an expert, but I do know like a lot of people like to make like bi-monthly payments, right? Where you essentially right. Like, half which makes it so you pay like extra payments every year um I mean I think my biggest thing like to tell any like I tell anyone is like figuring out like how much interest it's accruing on whatever schedule it's accruing right is it daily is it monthly yearly and then making sure that like you're paying enough money that your payments are touching the principal and then reducing the amount of interest that's accruing I mean that's like the simple math of it right right and so with your, like, with your whole plan, how does that work? So do you take your income and you have, like, a spreadsheet that you follow every month in order to pay off your debt? Are you, like, taking every cent that you have extra to go towards that? Or what's yeah. your planning like? So I um, – so, like, one of the questions I get, like, all the time is, for like, how the fuck are you paying so much money? Like, yeah. loans, like – Full disclosure, like I do have a really great job. Um, I that obviously helps, right? Like you can only cut down your expenses like so much, but like income can be infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I think like the one thing that's really really helped me is like I have like minimal expenses, right? Like I live in an apartment that's twelve percent of my take home pay. Mm-hmm. Um, the suggested amount, I think, is, like, about 25 or 30% of your gross pay, and I'm paying 12% of my net. Um, so that really helps. Like, I've basically just been, like, living like a college student, even though I'm 32 years old. I don't have <laughs> – like, I don't have um, a – excuse me. I don't have a car payment. I stop driving to work. I take the bus because my employer will pay for that. I only fill up on gas once a month, and when I'm out of gas, like, I have to – either take the bus or walk or, or, um, ride my bike. I also got rid of my personal cell phone. I use my work cell phone. It's weird, but like, I'm like, whatever, like anything you can cut, you can cut. Like I don't have 
Hulu, <clears throat> Netflix. I don't have Amazon Prime. Like, I just cut the shit out of my expenses. Wow. Um, so that's, like, the, the first thing um, I do. But then I also, like, live on, like, a pretty strict budget. So I'm someone who, like, loves Excel. Um, for me, that really works. I think, like, a, at least for me, like, a lot of, like, the automated budgeting apps, I'm the kind of person that'll, like, see it, but, like, maybe not, like, realize what's, like, like what's happening versus like if it's in, a, in, a, in an Excel sheet and I have to go and input it in, for me, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I really did spend like $30 on coffee. Yeah, because you're more like aware of like what you're yeah. spending. Yeah, so I balance my budget every single week, which is intense and is like laborsome and is a lot. But like, I, I don't go out of my budget. Like, whatever that money is, that's my money. I also have, like, I give myself spending money. I told someone the other day that it was, like, $400 a month, and someone, like, lost their mind. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get, like, $50 a month, and I was, like, well, this is what works for me, but I have a separate debit card for my spending money, so, like, when there's no money in there, like, there's no money left. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I basically, like, any extra income I make goes, like, straight to my debt, and I make a million payments like on whatever loan I'm targeting so that like interest isn't accruing and that's something I also tell people too like if you just made a payment and only three dollars have accrued and you have five dollars like make a goddamn payment you're gonna reduce your principal by two dollars right and like that's I so think true, that yeah. helps so much is like making those consistent like little payments because like the more you can cut your cr- principal like you're just making it so you're paying less and less interest um so yeah, that's that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. It's just like living way, way, way below your means. Like get yourself on a budget and like honestly no payment is too small. If I like pulled up my Nelnet account, like it's I'll I'll pay eight dollars if I have eight dollars. Like it doesn't matter. Like I just make those payments when I have that is money. that's honestly so good to hear because I feel like a lot of people they're like, Well, if it's not a you know, a good payment, I'm just gonna wait or they'll save the payment or whatever and then be like, oh, I have extra money and then spend it yeah. on something else because it's sitting there. And do that minimum, that basic minimum payment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, oh, I only, I only want to do $100. Oh, I only have 50 so I'll just wait till next month and then it falls to the wayside, you know? I honestly, yeah. I, I think one of the things that helped me a lot too is I basically made like a daily interest like tracker and it'll show me how much each loan accrues daily every single day. So, like, I know exactly what those numbers are, um, and that, like, helps a lot, too. Now, do you have, like, through your Instagram and um, whatnot, do you have free resources for people, like, trackers that you've made that they can download? Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I actually have the Daily Interest Tracker. I did take it down for a while. I'll probably put it back up soon, mostly because there was a little bit of an issue with one of the formulas, but um, I haven't put out a ton of free resources. I'm mostly like that person that answers like every single DM that gets sent to me. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, okay, so you had said in our emails that we were um, sitting back and forth, you don't really agree with Dave Ramsey's um, $1,000 like emergency fund. So what do you recommend having as your emergency fund? Like what, how do you do that? Yeah. So personally, um, I am someone that again, for anyone that doesn't know Dave Ramsey, plenty of people do. So he has baby steps one through seven and baby step three is 
um, getting together an emergency fund or essentially a, a three to six month living expense fund. For me personally, like that's where I started. Like I had like a, a big emergency fund to start off and it makes it like so much easier because I'm like, okay, I can like literally throw like all of my income at this. And I know that like, if something really bad happens, I have this. Um, and for example, I had my car uh, engine flooded in October. Oh, God. And my deductible was $500. Um, but I also had to pay for these other things, right? Like, I think it ended up costing me like $1,200 when all was said and done. And like, I have car insurance and a low deductible and it cost me that much, right? Yeah. Like, so I think... I personally, like, don't think $1,000 is that much money because it's not. But I also think, again, like, and this is goes back to, like, my biggest problem with, like, Dave Ramsey is, like, run your own numbers, right? Like, what is your deductible for your health insurance? What is your deductible for your car insurance? Like, what is your mortgage? Are you paying for your kids to go to, like, private school? Like, what are your actual, like, real expenses? And, like, what does that number look like to you? Because, like, $1,000 might be fine if you're, like, a college student and on your parents, like, health insurance plan. But if you're a family of five, like, it's probably not. And I think for me, that's, like, the biggest thing is, like, people just hear this number and they're like, oh, this is what I need to do. And it's like, well, like, do your own math. Yeah, I think that makes sense because for me, I'm the type of person, basically a Virgo, where I <laughs> – really love people like saying okay a plus b equals c and so this is what you need to do for your budget because like I literally just went on excel and I found a monthly budget thingy but like I have to fill in all the thingies like and I'm like well I want you to do it for me like catered to me you know (laughs) and I think that's where at least for me I'm like I'm already fucking overwhelmed but you know it's not practical like you have to do it for you to figure it out because it's not not everybody is the same. Not everybody's situation is the same. No. Um. <clears throat> so, how much do you, if you want to talk about it, how much do you contribute to your four hundred one k? Do you have any other savings accounts? Like earlier, we talked about, you know, the Roth IRA. You know, there's a ton of different. There's like the health savings account. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Okay. So I think. Um, I'm probably going to sound crazy because I have like a ton of accounts, but <laughs> yes, I still contribute to my 401k for me to get the full match. I need to contribute 7%. So I contribute 7% out of every one of my paychecks. Um, prior to that, I was contributing, I think 11 or 12%, but I did roll <coughs> um, to get the match. So I do have a 401k. I was contributing it to it. Not like crazy aggressively, but close to maxing it out before. Um, and now I've rolled that back. I know a lot of people like are like anti-investing. I do have a Wealthfront brokerage account that I do invest $100 a month. Not a ton of money, but like it's still something. And $100 to me is like something that I'm fine to part with. Yeah. Um, I also have a um, Vanguard uh, Roth IRA. So I actually don't contribute to that throughout the year. I actually every January just take $6,000 out of my savings and max that out like immediately um and then uh i also have a charles schwab account i work for a publicly traded company so as part of my compensation i do get equity so i have um all of my restricted stock options vested in there i have a high yield savings account and then i also have two checking an account one is like my normal like operating account and then i have my like fun money separate checking so i have a million accounts 
<laughs> but I mean, that's so great because you're you're just setting yourself up for success by doing that. You know, I mean, there's no, I feel like there's not too many accounts to have when it comes to saving money or, you know, earning free money, basically. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and I, I, I think for some people it might not work having their money spread out, but for me, it's worked. Um, and like I said, I know we've talked about it before, but like I'm 100% going to keep contributing to my Roth IRA, keep contributing to my 401k even while I'm in debt because I just, and, and investing. I agree with a lot of people who say like you shouldn't be investing when you're in debt, um, but $100 a month is something that I feel like I can easily work into my budget and I'm happy to, to do it. Well, I think that's awesome. Um, Ariana, do you have any more questions? Any other questions? I guess only because we're around the holiday season. How does that work for you with gift giving and oh, all that yeah. stuff? Are you just kind of the type of person that's like, I love you, but also I have a million dollars in debt. Yeah. I'm not going to buy you a pointless gift. Like, how does that work? Because honestly, I feel so pressured to buy literally everyone everything during the holidays you know and especially it's, it's like awkward too because I feel like we're always like okay we're paying off our house don't get us anything and then they're like oh here's a gift and I'm like well now I feel like I have to buy you something it is yeah. horrible um I would say so for me and this is like good I think like financial advice but like also good life advice like get like comfortable saying no like I am someone anyone that knows me in real life like I will say no to anything if it's something I don't want to do or I want to leave or I don't want to spend my money on it like it's it's no and for me like that's how I feel like I'm prioritizing myself above everything else because like at the end of the day I'm the one that has to pay this debt so like that's just how it is um it does make it a little bit easier so this is like a weird fun fact so uh, I was actually raised agnostic, which is, like, very strange. Um, but my family was, like, never that into Christmas. And by the time we got to be, like, probably, like, I was, like, 15, my parents were, like, we're not doing this anymore. Like, we're not getting all these gifts. Like, this isn't what, like, holidays are, like, supposed to be about. Like, they're right. really supposed to be about, like, being with each other and, like, not about, like, all the shit we're going to buy you. So I would say from like probably 15 on, like my family stopped exchanging gifts. We usually do like a Yankee swap or something like that. Right. Um, which is more just like, you know, fun, but it's usually like 20 or 30 bucks, something cheap. Um, so that's definitely made it way easier. But I mean, if people want to give me gifts, they can, but like, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Like, you know what I mean? Like I personally don't need anything. Like I can take care of myself just fine. I make that message really clear to everyone in my life and my boyfriend will probably still get me a gift because he's like the nicest person in the world, but Aww. I'm a gift, so he can... We'll just, just wait till you get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after you get married, it's like, bought trash bags today. I'm on that I, literally, I literally sent Rich the exact link of the thing that I wanted. And we usually don't get each other presents, but we do a drawing every year with his family and he drew me. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but yeah, it, it's hard at Christmas time to like prioritize. And we still are learning about that. We're still trying to do the best that we can with that. So on his side of the family, we draw names, which makes it really great. Cause you're just buying for one person. I think that's we, 
it is so great because you're still doing the Christmas thing, but you're, you know, you're setting a budget and it's only for one person, not for, you know, 10. Yeah. And then on my side of the family, we just don't do that. <laughs> my mom goes buck wild at Christmas and she gets me and my brother a ton of stuff. And I mean, it's usually stuff that we need, like clothes and shoes. But Rich and I, we just, I don't want to say we don't want to do it. We just can't do that. If we're going to keep continuing on this path to save and, you know, retire early and just put away as much as we can, we can't be spending $200, $300 per person at, uh, at Christmas. So we, this year is the first year we like set a budget for ourselves and for each member of my family, which is basically just my mom, my dad, my brother and his girlfriend, we set, uh, hundred dollar limit which is still pretty high and we didn't even hit that limit you know we we stayed under but we're just gonna have to start doing that you just have to kind of do what's best for you I mean I think that I think that makes so much sense because I don't know it's just like this weird thing it's like all year round like no one really gives a not like no one really gives a fuck but you know okay it's your birthday like let's go out I'll buy you a drink or whatever but all of a sudden it's Christmas and everyone's going like fucking nuts like and I I'm like guilty of it too it's like Black Friday I'm like on Amazon fucking trying to find a deal at this point just because it's Black Friday and it's like it's stupid I was like I was like talking to myself like what are you doing like first of all you don't need anything this is ridiculous and second of all it's just like a fucking thirst trap like I'm so I'm looking at Roombas and I'm like I literally don't need a Roomba (laughs) like what is my problem but the deals the deals you know, it's like that South Park episode, like Stan's dad, the deals, Stan. Oh I'm like, fuck, the deals. <laughs> They'll get you, the deals. Like, people don't realize, like, for me, too, so it's, it's funny you bring up the $100 thing. Um, so when I was growing up, too, like, my parents used to give us, like, a $100 limit, like, as kids. And they'd be like, we'll buy you $100 worth of stuff. Or you can pick out $100 worth of things that you like. And I'm a control freak, so I always pick <laughs> exactly what I wanted. But I think, like, even, like, early on, like, I kind of got, like, okay, like, I have $100 to budget on myself. Like, what do I really want? And I remember, like, growing up and thinking that was crazy. But, like, my parents paid off their mortgage, like, early. My parents paid for all of their cars in cash my parents also paid for me to go to undergrad in cash which like wow. shout out to my parents for paying for my undergrad um but and and then on top of it like my parents are getting ready to retire soon and like honestly the best gift I think you can like give your kids is like I'm not worried about them at all right like I know they have plenty of money to retire and like they'll be fine so it's like I would rather have like no gifts or like like just a couple of gifts and like have these other things like being able to be 32 and have the peace of mind that my parents actually have enough money to retire and I think that's like something to think about yeah because can I go off really quick because I don't know what the fuck happened like our parents took such good care of us and I've found that and not just like my personal family relationships but also really close friends like parents at like a certain age just literally I found stopped learning and growing as parents and they've just reverted into this person that just forgot how to take care of themselves because Um, what the fuck like I cannot like they just they just forgot how to take care of themselves and all of a sudden I'm like 28 29 and I'm like what do you what what do you mean you need help what do you mean you don't have a retirement you're like about to retire (laughs) but you can't 
honey, what, how did you raise children? Like, how, how are we here right now? Like, I don't and understand. I, you don't want to do that to your kids. Like, I talked to my girls no. who I'm like, you guys make plenty of money. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. To, like, get on that retirement wagon. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's like all of a sudden adults just forgot how to be adults and they just started fucking up real hard. And I'm like, if I am doing something different than you, there's something wrong here because I'm new here. Like, I I just became an adult like five minutes ago. You've been an adult for longer. I feel like a lot. <laughs> of- right, it's fine. I'm paying into that, but I don't get any. It's fine. fine. I feel like a lot of um like me, I-, I did not grow up learning about money, and I feel like that's how a lot of uh people in our generation are they just their parents like did not necessarily teach them about money you didn't really learn about money in school I mean I didn't have financial classes did you guys no but I have like a no I I think I got it like all from my mom yeah and it wasn't like in the form of like financial knowledge as much as it is so my mom grew up in Scotland and like she's gonna listen to this so sorry mom but she like didn't like have anything and like she watched my grandmother like rely on men for money and really made like a lot of choices like around relationships because of money my mom didn't go to college like or anything like that so like really pushed into me like you have to get an education like you have to save money like save 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 so I feel like that was like beaten into me like from like childhood which I thought was annoying then, but, like, is is nice now. But in terms of, like, actual, like, financial literacy, like, no. Nope, they don't teach anyone that. Honestly, that's, like, my same situation, but it's, like, my Mimi. Like, she grew up in Germany, married my grandpa. He was from America, and he was in the Air Force. And basically, my grandma grew up on a fucking farm, you know? Like, and mm-hmm. so, like, basically, when he started moving up through the Air Force – they still lived off of that same like starter paycheck. So he ended up becoming like top notch, but basically they still lived way below their means. They never bought anything fancy or crazy and they had all this money saved. So like, that's like where my idea of savings and money always came from was from her, like always being in my life. And, you know, you don't have to have the biggest, baddest thing. Cause that's another problem is like, I think with social media and everybody always showing off what they have, it's like, also really tempting to like try to be on like the latest trends totally do you remember I it's funny that you like mentioned that though like I remember like growing up um uh so I grew up in Connecticut and my parents like looking back like did fine like my dad's an aerospace engineer right like he's not Jesus like my parents (laughs) did fine but where I like grew up um and, and now I realize all these people were probably in debt, but, like, I thought we were fucking poor. Like, I was like, we have no money because, like, everyone <laughs> does, right? Like, they're always getting new cars. Like, my mom, like, would drive, like, this red, like, Dodge Caravan and drove it for, like, ever. And I was like, I'm poor. And, like, you don't yeah, realize. Like, you yes. don't realize. And then you grow up and you're like, oh, all those people just, like we're probably using credit cards, especially too, when you like think about like what your friend's parents did. I'm like, yeah. Did you, could you really afford a Lexus? Like, oh yeah, for sure. You just like have no idea. And like, that was like growing up. I was like, oh my God, my parent, my family, I'm no money. Yeah. I think (laughs) honestly, I think that 
so like my grandparents, like my dad's side, they always talked about like saving your money. You know, you always want to save blah, 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 whatever. But I think the one negative aspect for my childhood when it came to money is my mom like my mom worked, worked a corporate job. My dad was always like craftsman. Like he had his own lawn company. He he built pools and all that kind of stuff, whatever. But every like everything always came down to like, oh, we don't have enough money. And like, oh, we, we don't have enough money. Like stuff like that where it's like a negative like light almost where it was always like my – I felt like my mom was too vocal about the financial situation where I was kind of in the same boat where I'm like, oh, we're – definitely poor because my mom would say stuff like oh we're too poor to afford that and it's like wait are we though because I don't understand you know like it was just like a negative I think instead of explaining how money and finances worked it was always just one of those things where it's like oh we can't afford that oh we can't afford that but come to find out like we were fucking fine like the lights were still on and we lived in a middle class you know what I mean like but I think that that gave me like anxiety as a kid especially as like a Virgo child (laughs) Like, I was just like, what, what do you mean we're poor? <laughs> Hold on a second. What does that mean? Uh, what is your sign, Kendall? I was hoping you would ask me that. I'm a cancer. And I'm an Enneagram 4, which basically means, like, I love crying. Oh, my You're God. super sweet. emotional. Like, my tagline should be, like, crying in a car near you. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Yes. Let me tell you, I've never met a cancer before. And the only cancer I know of is Lana Del Rey. And she is, like, the cancer. Oh, my God. She is the cancer queen. I love Lana. So, like, I'm very into that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. The thing is about being a cancer, though, is, like, if you look at any other, like, sign, there's, like, always something positive. It'll be, like, hard-heading, her, excuse me, hard-headed, but, like, really <laughs> ambitious, or, like, has strong boundaries, but, like, has a good sense of who they are, and then it's, like, cancer, it's, like, you're really annoying, and you cry way too much, and nobody likes you. Okay, that's totally not true, because I just looked up cancer and Virgo, and it said that <laughs> we have an everlasting love, so. You are really pushing <laughs> Wow, I love okay. it. I blame TikTok, all right? Okay, I'm a Capricorn, so I have control issues, and I don't like people, <laughs> <laughs> which is just really great. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm the exact opposite, not the exact opposite, but like, Ariana, you said that with the spreadsheet thing, you want someone to do it for you. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I want to see that spreadsheet and I'm going to fill that bitch in. I'm checking your math. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why Caroline's in control of this podcast and I just show up. I'm like, hello, I'm here. And I think that makes Caroline super happy. <laughs> it does. Like, I want you to have control because I want you to feel like you're a part of this. But also, I really like that I can send you updates in Google Calendar. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'll accept all of them. You're like, I do not want to do a group project with her. No, I was definitely always in charge, and I always, I mean, we always got A's, so. That's all that matters. You don't have to do a group project with Caroline. You don't have to do anything. Everybody in fourth grade is welcome. (laughs) And all through college. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're about to hit an hour, but I really want to talk about the Denver airport because Ariana does not know about it. I have no idea. So, Kendall, tell me what you know about it, and then we can kind of chat about it for a little bit. 
Okay, so first and foremost, um, you've never been there, right, Caroline? No, I've never been there. Have you, Ariana? When I was, like, four, so technically no. Okay, so I've only been there once or twice, but, like, first and foremost, I just want to, like, put it out there. It's, like, one of the worst airports I've ever been to in my life. Like, there's absolutely no signage. Me and my girlfriend went on, like, a ski trip with a bunch of people last year, and, like, it took us, like, two hours to find, like, where to get our God. No baggage, like, 10 out of 10, don't recommend. Um, Damn. But... Aside from, like, being, like, a shitty airport, it's just fucking weird. So they have, do you know about, like, the, Caroline, do you know about, like, their weird, like, mascot outside of the airport? It's called Blucifer. Is it the first? Is it a, is it a <laughs> it's horse? Like, it's this weird, <laughs> demonic horse. It has, like, glowing red eyes. And, like, is it, hold on. Is it really called Blucifer, or is that the nickname? No, I think they called it that because... I guess when the statue was being made, it fell on the guy and killed him. <gasps> what? Like, we'll just put it up. Or, like, that's the story. Like, it fell on the guy, killed him, and they're like, still a good statue. We oh, my God. Yeah. Someone of commissions. So like, someone died. Oh, my God. Sorry. It's not funny. <laughs> um, But also, like, inside the airport, and you can look this up, they have, like, all of these, like, really fucking weird paintings. They're, like very apocalyptic like very demonic and it's like why did you choose this okay first of all if i'm going to an airport i'm already afraid i'm gonna explode in an airplane why would i want to look at the end of the world who designed this that killed someone like what so i'm looking at it right now hold on the horse is extremely scary and it's not like you know made out of marble and it has you can see its ribs for some reason is it a hungry horse and its hair is sticking up and it has red eyes and it's it's very weird okay so real quick let's talk about this painting with like the children and then the nazi guy with the machine gun and the gas mask and the knife and he's about to like cut a dove and there's a dead baby <laughs> what is oh, happening? And it looks like something's in an ice cube. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just bizarre. What? I okay, because I've been. Where have I been? I've been to the one the airport in Atlanta, and like they have some weird art shit like in the ceiling and stuff, but like nothing like this. Oh my god, I see the art piece you're talking about, the dead baby, and the. What is happening? And they have a. Uh... Masonic, is it Masonic? Oh, the Freemasons? Like, yeah. Like, all over a bunch of shit, too. So that's really weird. But, okay, so the weird thing about it is that, like, to make and, like, construct the Denver airport, like, they took, like, a bunch, like, ten times the amount of time that they were supposed to spend, and they went, like, two billion dollars over budget, and people were like, Uh, what? And they have, like, people that worked on, like, the construction who were, like, yeah, there's this whole, like, underground, like, system. So there's this thing where they think, like, it's, like, a bunker for – and there's, like, a couple different, like, varying, like, conspiracies. But essentially they think it's, like, a bunker for, like, I don't know, the Illuminati or, like, the elite in, like, an apocalyptic situation. That's what I heard was it was I mean, for if the you elite, think about yeah. it, it's, like, kind of in a central location in the middle of the United States. So that kind of like makes in, sense. 
Yeah, it's just bizarre. And also, I was telling Caroline this before, when you go, it's fucking huge. Like, it's absolutely massive, and you're just, it's like. It says it's the size of Manhattan. It's suspiciously (gasps) large. Like, why? Yeah, like, why is it the size of Manhattan? Like, that makes no sense to me. Especially in Denver. Like, I'm not shitting on Denver, but, like. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Because, like, the only reason I could think of, like, underground tunnels is, like, I immediately just think of Disney. Like, Magic Kingdom has underground tunnels to allegedly, so you can't see the cast members, like, changing shift or whatever. But who the fuck cares if you're at the airport? You're not at Disney. You're at a fucking airport. Like, why do you need that? It's just bizarre. But you go, and it's, like, I don't know what's taking up all this space, but it's, it's massive. That's that is so weird. It is. Um, I definitely I want to know more about the um, underground tunnels. Like, of course, I feel like nobody knows about that since it's super, super secret. But what I have always heard and what I pretty much believe is it's definitely some sort of bunker for the elite, like you said, in case of an apocalypse. I mean, I don't know what else it could be unless there's like secret government offices down there, which might make sense because it's a hub. But I don't know. It's wild. I mean, that kind of makes sense, too, because I don't know. I just think of, like, Denver being, like, a central location in the United States. Ah. So it's easy for everyone to just, like, meet up in the middle, you know. But then why would an airport have tunnels? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just (sighs) – I've always been so in awe of this, and there's no answers. I mean, do you know anything else about it, Kendall? Um, I don't know a ton more about it. The other thing I think is, like, weird, though, is, like, the Denver airport, like, totally just, like, trolls people about it. Like, if you (laughs) – no, I'm not kidding. Like, if you go onto their website, they're like, you may have heard some secrets about us. And it's like, what the fuck? That's crazy. No fucking way. That's weird. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of weird. I feel like that's so fucking weird because, like – I I just would never think of an airport, but I mean, maybe that's why they did it. They're like, okay, sorry to bring up TikTok. I'm so sorry. But there is a TikTok video that said maybe the reason why we can't get to Area 51 is because we're in Area 51. And if we get there, that's how we get out. And I was like, wow, wow, that fucked with my brain. But maybe that's like the Denver airport. Like, why would that be? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. Um. That's how we escape the dome is yeah. <laughs> Area 51. Oh, we have to fly there from the Denver airport, apparently. Wow. I just like Take- an invite. Like, how do I get an invite? Kellen, I mean, you have 10,000 followers on TikTok, so, like, maybe you're... You're our in. Oh, like, you're in this bunker. Yeah, yeah. obviously. I mean, 10,000 followers, that's a big deal. On TikTok. On TikTok. <laughs> but <laughs> on Instagram, I can only get 1,000. <laughs> No big deal. Um, Um, I don't know. I want to know more. And I want to like, so obviously people had to build this underground portion. So obviously there's construction workers who know what it looks like and kind of what it took to build. Why have we not heard from them? Did they have to sign like a, like a hush thing where they couldn't talk about it? Okay. Well, maybe the guy that got killed by the horse was going to say some shit and they said, whoops. This oh accidentally fell gosh. on you. I didn't even think about that potentially being a conspiracy. Right. Well, I mean, 
Was he like the original Epstein? <gasps> Just Epstein. Hillary Clinton was involved. I know it. You went there and I love it. <laughs> and she punched the horse. Oh my god. Also, like, what an amazing thing. They're like, yeah, this like giant ass statue just fell on him and he died. Oops. And then people are like, sounds believable. Moving on. <laughs> Anyways, let's just wipe the blood off the horse's tail. <laughs> Still monument this thing. I don't know. How did only one guy die? I feel like that's a big statue. It's it's a very creepy statue. Did you look at multiple pictures of it? Because it's, it's like, like super veiny. Yeah, and it's it's like, like malnourished, but its front legs are really long. Yeah, is it like a dead horse? Is it like a um back from the dead horse? Like a ghost horse? Like, like what was the inspiration for this? What was okay. the inspiration for all of this? Because I know art is weird. Like the other day at work, someone taped a banana to the wall and then they put like this fake plaque and I was like why are we doing this? And then someone said that literally in Miami, someone had an art piece. It was a banana. They taped it to the wall with masking tape and it sold for like an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. And then the guy gave the guy that bought it nine more bananas. So when that one rots, he just tapes a new banana. And I was like, this is fucking stupid. But then Gordon's like, well, that's because uh, the drug cartels use art to launder money. And I was like, oh, fucking duh. So... Mm. Art, art to me is weird I don't fucking get it but like maybe this horse thing is a banana tape to the wall I don't know <laughs> okay well it was happening in 1993 so like the Clintons were in office oh no. my god I don't know how I know that and this is like I'm traumatized by this now but so <laughs> I me. was in kindergarten in 1992 <laughs> When there was a presidential election and we had to do like a mock election at our school, and I voted for Bill Clinton because I thought he was the cutest. And that's oh hell yeah! <laughs> like when the election was, because I'm like 1992 kindergarten, and then just worked back like 10 years. Bill Clinton so, like, was I mean, definitely hot. Are we starting a new conspiracy right now? Like so yeah. the case was commissioned in 1993. And wow. It I don't oh, know. God. I'm just. Okay, listen, I'm that kind of makes sense because okay, they're definitely in on this shit. And yeah, I'm I'm sold 110%. They I'm were gonna, in on this. Um, we're gonna research this some more and we're gonna have an update on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like I mean there's probably a threat a Reddit thread about this. Yeah. Okay, so Kindle two hundred thousand dollars for it. So like I get why they were like he did die, but like we need to put this up. They paid a hundred thousand dollars for blue syrup. Blue. Um... No, three hundred thousand dollars <gasps> with one sixty-five up front. Oh fuck! No, thank you. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. Um, Kindle, did you say that you had some personal creepy stories? We're going like way over on time, but I wanna, I wanna know if you have any creepy stories. So I have two creepy stories. So one of them is like probably like a ghosty story and then one of them is like this weird thing that happened to me on the Appalachian Trail that like doesn't have much resolve but like it does creep me out Um, hiking creeps me out anyway (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to hear it okay so if I haven't like already come off as like so weird and eccentric when I graduated from college I actually camped in Maine for like six months Um, okay that's a really long time 
I yeah. thought you were going to say, like, six days, but okay. No, also, I not. feel like that's such a cancer thing to do because you were probably like, I want to be in my thoughts. Yeah, I want to be in my feelings. I want to be in my I feelings. If Drake's a cancer. He probably is, that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so I, um, I worked for the Maine Conservation Corps for six months, and it was awesome. I camped in Maine for six months. Um, we basically did, like, trail work and stuff but one of the locations um we camped at was like really like backwoods camping like so essentially like there was a trailhead and it took like probably about four hours to like hike up to the top oh my god thank you this is deep woods camping like you do not want to get hurt like in this in this location right because like you're kind of like sol did you have so, any, like, previous experience? Obviously, I'm sure you did. Uh, honestly, like, not a lot. I just... Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that's fine. Um, but anyways, so we're, um, we're camping, and, like, honestly, when you're camping and it's, like, deep woods camping like that, by, like, 9 o'clock, it's like, okay, there's literally nothing else to do. Let's just go to bed, because it's, it's unbelievably dark. Like, dark like you've never seen. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, like, dark, dark. Because, like, the trees and, like, there's not shit out there. There's nothing, right? No car lights, no nothing. So we go to bed. It's probably, like, 9 o'clock. And the way that um, our campsite is arranged is essentially, like, almost, like, um, a circle. And my tent is, like, in the very, very back end of that circle. But you have to enter from, like, the opposing side. Mm -hmm. So... It's like nine o'clock, we get in our little tent, I'm like laying down or whatever. And I don't know, I'm like half asleep when I like start hearing like noises. And I'm thinking it's like one of my like team members, like just like getting up to go to the bathroom or something like that. But it's like, I don't know, it's just. It's never a team member. It's never a team member. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So I'm like getting kind of pissed, right? Because I'm trying to fall asleep. And I open up my tent and Mm-mm. I kid you not oh. like two feet away from my tent there is a man that I've never <gasps> seen in my life stop no flashlight Bruh. and I just like my like immediate instinct is to be as loud as possible and I'm like who the fuck are you like just being so loud right because I'm trying to wake everyone else up and he literally looks at me dead in the face and I go you scare the shit out of me and he goes I bet and I'm <gasps> like what the fuck so what? then, like, all my teammates, like, woke up or whatever, and we were just, like, I don't know, he was trying to talk to us, and this was, like, I was, like, why did you start, he's, like, I don't have a place to, like, stay, can I stay with you guys, and we're, like, no. for the state of Maine, like, you can't stay in this area, like, you have to have, you have to be, like, a state employee to camp here or whatever, and but also, I was, say like, that was so far away from civilization? Yeah, so that's the weird part, I was, like, why would you get on a trail? Like, Mm. now. Like, it just made no sense. So, anyways, we, like, kicked him out. We did have, like, a bunch of chainsaws and stuff. So, like, we were, like, it's going to be fine. Casual. here's the weirdest thing. So, we go the next morning, and we're all, like, remember that weird fucking creepy guy? And. How did you all sleep? I would not have been able to fall asleep. Okay, so, to be fair, we were, like, working on a trail. So, we had, like, a bunch of pigmatics and, like, shovels. We had, like, probably five or six chainsaws. Like, I was, like, if you really want to, like, do this. I was, like, I don't, don't want to murder somebody, but I will. 
so um anyways the next morning we go um like off on the trail like do our work for the day and um we come back to the site and like right above like my tent I had my laundry in the clothing line and all of my underwear was gone <gasps> no bye Shut bye up. did you quit <laughs> And no. get requested, like, did you request for someone to drive you back to oh, civilization and never go back to that area? God. Also, whose underwear did you wear? Because Fun. what the I fuck? Just had to go with it. Oh uh, my god! I literally didn't have underwear for I think like eight days. <gasps> oh my god! I'm so what? creeped out. Like I have goosebumps right now. That's so yeah, because cute. you're literally out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, you have, like, your teammates or whatever, but also, like, there's this creeper just stalking you guys, essentially, and you don't know yeah. where he is. It's <gasps> also weird, too, because this was, like, uh, off of, like, the Appalachian Trail, which obviously runs, like, from Georgia to Maine. He yeah. could be anywhere. on this trail from, like, wherever the fuck. And honestly, it's, like, um, there's a ton of anonymity on the trail. Like, people use trail names, and, like, you just don't know. And there are, like, a lot of stories of, like, women getting assaulted, like, on the Appalachian Trail. Because, oh, I like, believe really it. Because, remote, super anonymous, and it was just, like, well. So, did he look, I mean, I know it was nighttime, but did he look dirty? Like, he'd been, like, living in the woods, or do you he think he was? He looked like a regular guy, like a Ted Bundy. Like, someone like, listen, <gasps> oh my like, God. in another situation. Maybe would smash, but oh my god, the hard <laughs> hard pass because we're in the woods. Yeah, it just makes me wonder. You know, was he like staying out there by himself? I mean, was was he lying to you when he said he didn't have a place to stay? Because if he didn't have a place to stay, how? I just don't understand. There's so many questions. It was really weird. I just that will stay mm. with me for my whole life. It was so creepy. That's literally why I don't go camping. <laughs> because I'm so scared someone, some random person's going to come up to my tent or my campsite and I'm not going to know what the fuck to do. Because it's that really, really does crazy. happen. Like, it's literally just fabric. Like, are you safe? Not really. No. You're definitely not safe. And, like, honestly, if I saw someone standing there, I would not, like, I'd be scared shitless. I'd just be, like, sitting there quiet, like, just eye contact till they'd kill me because I would be literally too afraid to scream. I think I would be too. You ever have those dreams where like something is bad happening and you can't yell? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, but you were like totally badass. You just started screaming and everyone else woke up. Like I would just be sitting there, probably murdered. <laughs> I think I would be super paranoid that even if I was screaming, nobody would wake up and he would just come for me. Oh my god, yeah, that too. Yeah, it was just not a good situation. And how old were you? Probably like 22. So, like, oh 22. my god. Um, no. No. Hell no. Okay, moving on. Next story. <laughs> I am creeped out, but yes, next. Um, also, this also happened in Maine. Okay, never go to Maine. <laughs> okay, I legit wanted to go to see Stephen King, and now I'm not going anymore. I want to go mean, for like, lobster. Just gonna, like, go to Stephen King's house? Or, like, yeah, like... They know each take, other. We're, like, friends. So, I've seen Stephen King, like, in person multiple times. <gasps> Shut the fuck up. He lives near Sunday River, which is, like, a ski resort, and there's not, like, a, I mean, there's stuff around there, but, like, I've seen him at this, like, one market probably, like, four times. Have you oh said hi? Yeah, what the fuck? Oh. No. 
I'm afraid. A man man almost murdered you in the woods and you're afraid (laughs) of Stephen King? Bitch. Yes. Oh, my God. Did he have his dog Molly with him? Like, I need to know more. I'm so jealous. Uh, very jealous. But this is like probably, I mean, most of Stephen King, I think he does like all the towns are made up, but like everything is like essentially based on like Maine. Because like Maine yeah. is pretty shit. Yeah. There's so much land, it's so open, and there's like not that many people there. I also love Maine, but. Um, mm. So I went to law school in Portland and. Um, Portland, when, Maine. What? Portland, Portland Maine. Maine. Yeah, okay. Which just I to always clarify. have to clarify. People are like, oh my god, I love Portland. I'm like, You're, we're not talking about the same Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, because they never are. They're like, oh yeah, Maine. That's a place. Um, but anyways, um, so I used to live in this place in Maine. Which, like, also shout out to Maine. If you're looking for low cost of living and, like, high quality life. I mean, it's very cold. But, like, I used to live in an apartment for, like, $400. And it Bitch. was awesome. Okay, like, BRB, I'm moving because I can see Stephen King, have snow, and save money. I also, like, lived across the street from, like, water. And what? I, like, I thought you were about to say Stephen King. Yeah, he's <laughs> my dad. He's my father. That's why I'm scared of him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so I used to live in this old house and this is like so main. It used to be like a bed and breakfast from like the 1800s. And, um, so I I lived in this house and when I first moved in, I was like looking to buy like some stuff and I went to like, I don't know, the Salvation Army or something. And I found this really cool lamp, which I still have. Um, and when I went to ring it up, the lady was like, are you sure you want this lamp? And I was mm-hmm. like, bitch. <laughs> and she was like, okay. And I was like, what a weird fucking thing to say. Okay, first of all, fuck that lady for not explaining anything else. So fuck her. Continue. Yeah. But also I didn't ask. I was just like, okay, weirdo. So anyways, so I bring the lamp into the house and like immediately when I <laughs> lamp into the house, it starts turning on at like random times. Oh my God. Why do you and, like, still honestly, have it? <laughs> I lived in a really old house, so, like, there was probably faulty wiring, and, like, obviously when I tell my, like, engineer dad, he's like, you need to get a grip on reality. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, dad's gotta love him. You need to seriously get a grip. But anyways, so the light would, like, turn on, like, all the time. Like, I'd be asleep, or I'd come home, and it would turn on whenever, and I was talking to my roommate about it, and she was like, well, yeah, this house is super haunted, and I was like, okay, whatever. So, one time, I was in the shower just washing my hair and I felt like the most distinct feeling and I'll never forget this it kind of felt like somebody's hands were like resting <gasps> the top of my hands and I like had like a oh like a, my god a, like a body chill like you know when it just goes from like your tailbone like all the way up like into I just your got shoulder, and you're oh just like god. whatever so I was like what the fuck and then like of course like turn around really quick and nothing and I was like okay that's weird so towel off whatever open up the door and my roommate is standing outside and she goes hands on your hands and I was like what what she's like I told you we had a ghost and I was like what the actual fuck what I am in I I have no words right now because I would shit myself in the shower if I felt hands on my hands 
It was so weird. And you know what that thing is? Like, I am not somebody who, like, really, like, believes in any of this shit. But, like, that, like, really, I was like, no. No. No, thank you. How long did you live there after that? A long time. That house was... Rent was cheap, Caroline. Okay, were you not paying attention? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's true, but also I feel like if I were to feel a ghost bro in the shower with me touching my hands, like, mm. I probably wouldn't last long. Did anything else happen, or was that basically it? Was there he was just like, hey, I'm here? Definitely, like, faulty wiring, probably, but, like, all of the shit, like, the TV would turn on and off, this lamp, no. like, there was just, like, all this stuff. It was just really fucking weird. Mm-mm. But I also, she's one of my good friends, but my roommate at the time is, like, a real, like, city witch, you know? She's spooky. She's into some shit. And I'm like, you would be, like, living. <laughs> She's bringing it in. She I brought was, it in full force. You should have done a... fine with it. She was just like, yeah, there's a ghost, obviously. <laughs> what? You should have um, done a Ouija board session. No, to see. no, no, no. <laughs> All right, y'all. Ouija. Calm down. <laughs> you can fucking Ouija over in Alabama, but do not... Bring that to Florida, okay? We don't need any Ouija's here. We got enough meth heads and shit. <laughs> Next time I see you and Gordon, I'm gonna be like, "Hey guys, you want a Ouija?" And Gordon will be like, "Get the fuck out of my house." <laughs> Richie, divorce her. Honestly, I feel like people are so sensitive. Like, I can't believe that you can even sell a Ouija board anymore, though. Like, TV. I mean, that's true. Yeah, a you're not wrong. Your own, which is kind of weird. I don't know how you make your own, but a lot of people do that. How do you, like, add the spirits into your DIY board? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, when you go to friggin' Target, are the spirits already added? <laughs> I feel like it comes with the spirits. That's why you're, that's what you're paying for. If not, anybody can write yeah, ABCD like, on a piece of paper. Included. Like, nobody's trying to, like, be on Christmas and be like, fuck. <laughs> Jeez. I did a Ouija board one time and nothing ever happened. So I feel like i'll do it again and then this is probably the next time i'll get completely fucked over and have a demon just walking behind me the rest of my life (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um so i feel like everything in maine is haunted it's just because when i think of maine i think of really 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 old houses and like dreary weather it just makes me it's like got haunted vibes yeah i feel like I mean, I grew up in New England. I feel like that's, like, kind of New England's vibe. Like, spooky. That's why, like, every Halloween movie is shot in New England. Yeah. Um, I love it. I am so glad that we got to talk. I'm so glad I got to, like, finally hear your voice because we just talked through Instagram and it's been really great. I'm going to um, plug all your, your – I'm going to say all your social media. I mean, that one social media that you have. <laughs> um. At Bay on a Budget, I'm going to, like, put it in the show notes. But do you have anything else you want to say? No, just thanks for having me. I'm glad that we finally got to connect. I was actually, like, thinking about this. I was like, how did I even meet Caroline? I think I, like, found your Instagram. And I was like, I think this girl and I would be friends. I'm just going to, like, follow her and DM her and, like, all her stuff. Like we said, trash humans unite. (laughs) We are trash. I always, like, think that I found a nice person. And then I'm like, fuck. You know... (laughs) When Ariana and I connected, I really did not think it was going to go well because I thought she was, like, way better than me. Oh, shut the fuck up. No, I really did. I thought you were, like, on Kate's level because Kate is oh, such no. a better person than both oh, of us. Yeah. Kate is literally, She's a like, saint. <laughs> she is. What? How do y'all know each other? 
Um, our mans. Our, our husbands are gaming buddies. Gay mean buddies. <laughs> Gay mean buddies. So, <laughs> Gort, her husband was. It's too fucking complicated, but they're friends. Um, but when I first met her, I was like, no, she's way better than me. I'm a disgusting, trash human being. And then I was like, once we got to talking, and I'm pretty sure the first time I ever met her, she showed me her boobs. And I was like, yeah. BFFs. Basically. <laughs> also, one last thing, Caroline. Did you go to Alabama? <laughs> no. You didn't? I went to a technical college, Kendall. <laughs> I feel like I saw something, like... Alabama on your I live. So my boyfriend went to Aunt Auburn and I always wear all his stuff, but then I'm like, roll tide, and it pisses off so much. It's great. <laughs> I live in Alabama. <laughs> I'm not by, well, by choice, but you know, we don't agree with everything that goes on in Alabama. Uh, but we did not go to Alabama, but we rep it hard. Those colors look great on me. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Anyway, Ariana, we still have to work on an outro, like what we're going to say. Oh, yeah, true. I feel like we just are kind of like, okay, bye. Okay, bye, thanks. Um, okay, well, thank you, Kendall. It was good to talk to you. I'm going to end the call now. Okay, bye. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. See ya, bye. bye.